I am unashamed. What about you? So today, <laughs> it's like yeah, I feel like it's uh, musical chairs here the last uh, few weeks with me traveling with hurricanes. We've had to we've had to dislodge our podcast setting to other locations. I mean, it's been a strange year, you know, since ever since we moved to, to the lair. And today, Jace is sick, and so, which is rare. He didn't get sick very often. He brags about, you know, never getting sick. But uh, so Zach, who was, who was just here in my chair, now is just piping in from North Carolina. So welcome, Zach. Today, you're like a, you're like a guest. You, I'm the quarterback, and you get to be the whatever you are. Well, you know, I, I read all the comments. Every time I'm on, I, there'll be three or four that say, we want Al back. <laughs> Why is Zach here? So maybe maybe today uh, I'll get some positive. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're, you're in another role. Well, that's what so, somebody brought it up before, I guess, was from the time before last when you were here. And so Jace was like, well, yeah, there's, you know, there's, Al's better, you know. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's obvious, I, you know. But at the same time, I said, "Give Zach a chance. He's he's gonna he's gonna grow into his role." And besides, Zach and I, as I've explained to the audience before, is Zach and I produce the show. So technically, we're not talent. You know, Jason, Dad are the talent. We're just the we're the producers. So we're just here for the fun of it, right? Well, I'm just a nice guy. Talent, <laughs> me being the talent is by anyone's imagination is a, is a is a far fetched idea. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, the the main thing about the good thing about being talent is you get paid. You know, I that's... drove to town <laughs> yesterday, so everyone will know. You say, "When's the last time you've been in town?" <laughs> the Sunday before, I roll in there. We've got a little group of people. Amazingly, it's it's grown exponentially, but the people who are coming and are being converted to Christ through the message we present, mm-hmm. they are like, it's in the hundreds now this year, but they all are from somewhere else. So they come down and uh, participate in the new birth of their faith in Jesus, his death, burial, resurrection. So we highlight that. So it's like a revolving door, but they're from all over the United States of America. So they come there. The new birth takes place. We pray with them and for them. They leave. So the numbers at the little congregation, they're, they're ten, almost tenfold bigger, but they're travelers. They, go, they yeah. go out. But I thought to myself, someone says, well, Y'all don't seem to be growing in leaps and bounds. I said, well, it's according on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the members there is about the same. A few more probably come in from time to time. But the, but the people who are coming from other states and then going back to their homes, we just tell them, look, push come to shove, just meet in your house. Get your kin folks together, yep. your neighbors, and keep your eye on Jesus, your eye on the prize. It's 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 simple. Put your faith in him. He, he's removed your sin. He's going to raise you from the dead. Right. So just go back and meet in your homes. Remember him when you come together. Remember him. His body, the blood that was given, is shared for you. So partake of the Lord's Supper there together as a little group. 
Well, this little group is becoming a much bigger group. Oh, that's right. But it's diffused. Right. It's, it's people, which I love it. Well, and, you know, a lot of people have <clears throat> bad experiences with churches, and I get it, you know, because I worked for the church for a long time. Church can be a place of, uh, you know, a lot of consternation and difficulty. So, you know, it's just people. It's just messy is what it is. Sheep are sheep, you know. They're, they're smelly and messy. Jesus told us that. But our church is that has actually embraced the whole thing. So you're you're off in a, a plant that we have out by the college that that Zach yep. actually worked with as well. And then, but our main body at WFR, I mean, we because of COVID, really, we've been able to sort of partner with the podcast audience. Mm-hmm. These people are tuning in because they don't really have a church family, so they a lot of them discover the podcast first. Then they go over to WFRChurch.org. Mm-hmm. So they see me preach or Kellett or whatever on Sundays. And so people are starting to gather to do that. And uh, we just sent Kellett and Jeremy. Jeremy's our kind of um, online minister. And um, he he's basically makes contact with all these folks, gets information, sends them discipleship videos. I mean, it it's, it's really is sort of a, I don't know what you got, a virtual church in the sense that you're not physically here, but you're still impacted and able to be discipled. Yep. And so uh, Kellett and Jeremy just took off to Illinois and they met with a group, I don't know if I told you this, Zach, a group of about 30, and it was it was about 10 that had started with the podcast, then was watching WFR live stream, and they just reached out and said, hey, we got this, you know, three families that are getting together, and we watch you guys, we feel like we're part of the church. So they just took off up there and met with them. Well, they invited all their friends, so there was about 30 of them, and just had a little discipleship weekend, you know, just talking about the main thing and what you need to do, and basically, that, you know, what we've talked about this podcast doing. That is first century like right. Christianity, the way it way it, it just went worldwide. Right. So we need to do we need to implement that these days. What did you tell Zach and I was that we were on a plane going somewhere and what did you tell us, Dad, when we were talking about doing this podcast? Do you remember and your show your other show? I said, I know this is gonna sound like a shock to you boys, <laughs> but I said, I've just looked at this thing. We need to speed this baby up our outreach, we need to speed it up. And the only way I know how to speed it up is this internet y'all keep talking about. <laughs> I said, now, I've never owned a cell phone. I've never clicked on or tuned in. I basically tuned it out. I said, now I'm looking at it saying, we could use that thing as a vehicle to get the good news preached yep. from from anywhere. That's right. So we're sitting down here at the lair where we all go leave the duck hunt now. We're surrounded by... You know, all kinds of four wheelers. You know, you know the Yamahas are out there. We're running and getting in them and going and fighting the mud and fighting the beavers. It looks and, so nice and clean and bright in here, but you go outside. But even from that location, you say y'all are getting it out that God became flesh. Jesus died on a cross, was buried and raised from the dead. By the way, mistake free, the perfect man, the perfect God the creator of the cosmos, the greatest prophet who ever lived, the greatest healer that ever lived, the reconciler, the redeemer, the miracle worker, the way, the truth, the life, the resurrection, the one lawgiver, the ju- well, I'm, I'm I'm starting to preach here. So. <laughs> it's all right, preach. We, well, I'm just saying. We got 48 uh, minutes. <laughs> we, I mean, my, my bottom line call. is I'm not getting out of here alive <laughs> Unless Jesus is real, so I'm all in. I don't care about all these elections. We vote for the godliest men. Donald Trump, let's see, he's pro-God. 
I'm like, well, he's pro-life. Well, he's pro-gun. Well, and uh, he's pro-America. Well, I'm like, I'm voting for him. And if you said, well, what if he was for the killing of your of infants in the mother's womb? And he's saying, let's pick up all the guns. Well, these boys can't duck hunt anymore. And what if he's, you know, so I'm like, you know what? If he were that way, I wouldn't vote for him. Right. I don't care what party he's with. But as it turns out, he's my kind of man. Yep. Pro-God, pro-life, pro-gun. I'm like pro-America. I'm like, he's my kind of man. Well, you know, Zach, it's interesting because we haven't talked about this on the podcast. We Dad's talked a lot about when he first, I mean, the first time he met Trump and and then the subsequent times that he's been able to share a little bit with him. But you actually were the vehicle for the first meeting because you were working with the uh, 16, 2016 Trump campaign uh, to connect to evangelicals, right? Yeah, they, uh, they called me up, uh, I guess October and said, uh, we need help with, with you people, your people. I said, who are my people? Evangelical conservatives. And, uh, you know, and, and as my, my whole point on it was, and, there, and it, this is still kind of a, a lively debate, but, but you really think about what what's at stake here with the court system and I mean the federal court of appeals, the Supreme Court nominations. I mean, there's a like like Phil said, there's a very strong case to be made for why evangelicals should get out and, and participate in, yeah, in culture time. and in the elections. So you ran for yeah, Congress. But, but, um, when you ran for Congress in fourteen. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, okay. um, and barely lost. And I mean, it, but really the, the whole uh, genesis of that and us being with you on the campaign and trying to help you win, he was, you running for local uh, representative uh, for, to Washington. And really to me, all this that we're doing today, the building of that all came out of that. I mean, I, I just see God's hand all over it because you've actually been able to do more with us. I feel like for the kingdom then if you'd have been a sitting congressman, I mean, we'll never know. But the contacts you made, the the all that, I mean, I feel like that is kind of what built the place, you know, to connect us with Blaze to do In the Woods and then eventually the podcast. Oh, no doubt. I think that it's definitely opened up doors. I mean, it is interesting, though, when you were talking about um, when Phil, when he came to us on that plane and he said, go go get on that thing y'all call the Internet. and, and <laughs> Get on that black box. Yeah, it is funny that we we probably have the only podcast in the country that does not have an internet connection. We had to bring it. So even it's right here for these body, yeah. we have a little Wi-Fi card that with their internet service at the layer. Yeah, you're cutting out on I hear about three out of every ten words. <laughs> well, it is bad. It's just it. The problem is we. For those of you that don't know, you know, obviously you don't know this area. So dad lives like 30 miles out. And so we want to do the podcast out here because dad doesn't like to go to town, which he's, he tells us that every podcast almost. So we thought, well, we'll come to you and do the podcast. The problem is they've never laid fiber optics this far out. I don't know where they stop coming out, but without. A, it's a tower, but it's beyond your vision, but it's, it's sitting over there. Yeah, we're bouncing off of that, but that's the problem. The highest piece of ground around here is not very high. But that's where they put the, the the satellites, you know, trying to beam it all down. 
But my goal is not to get uh, the internet in everyone's home. My goal is to get Jesus in everyone's home. <laughs> but they got to the have the internet. Way, the best way we can. I, I <laughs> they got to have the internet to get yeah. us that. That's I understand. A, that's the way it works. You know, I think a lot of people watch it at work. The the thing I hear the most uh, from people that watch and listen. Yesterday there was a a couple that came. I was preaching at WFR, and so they came down from Kansas, and I had forgotten uh, that they were coming yesterday. I should have written it down somewhere. And so, like, afterwards, Jeremy comes over and he says, hey, there's a couple here from Kansas that came. Missouri or Kansas? Uh, Kansas City. No, no it was, yeah, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. They're on the Missouri side. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except a river. So they, uh, it was Lisa and Brian, and, uh, and they listened, so I'm sure they'll hear this. They, um, they, had been mar- they had been living together for several years. <clears throat> and I think, if I remember right, she started watching the podcast and got convicted. She was like, "Well, this ain't this is not right, you know. Obviously, something we said about you know living together and not being married, and so she she kicked him to the couch like two years ago, and and quit sleeping with him. They were still in the same house, but she she wouldn't. So sleep. that part of their life dried up. It dried up, and so but then they reached out and they were like, "Hey, would you know we want to get baptized and we want to get married." Would you do it? I said, well, sure. Just come, you know, come to WFR. And they were here yesterday. So, but I forgot about it. So I preached, and I don't know, Zach, you're you're like this, but like when I preach, like it takes me a while to kind of get back into normal mode. You know, I just you kind of get in this place in your mind, and it just takes me a while to kind of come down, I guess. But anyway, so I'm kind of out of it, and I baptize them. Well, I don't have any notes for a wedding, you know. To you know, I just don't know that off the top of my head. I could have just pulled something together. So I said, "What are y'all, are y'all going to eat before you hit the road? And they were like, yeah. I said, well, just come to my house, and I'll feed you and marry in my living room. I said, I got married in my preacher's living room, so I guess I'm still to get 36 years later, I'm still married, so I guess it worked out pretty well. Now that is Christianity. <laughs> it is. It is. And they, and they had actually— Repentance. They said, good, this is not right. Now the guy's off the couch. He's thinking, boy, it's a win-win. <laughs> I get eternal life, and honey, we back in business. <laughs> yeah, they were excited about their trip home. They could stop at the hotel. You I know? bet they were. <laughs> Are you, you married? You, we just had our first unashamed wedding. That's right. Me? It's the first one. First one. Um, so let's take a break. I think, Dad, one of the worst things that's happened about this uh, BLM and Antifa and all these organizations is that basically a lot of major corporations have just funded. I don't know if it's out of guilt or they, they think they're being on the right. I mean, but millions and millions and millions of dollars are funneling into these basically communist leaning organizations that, that say on their website, Hey, we don't, we want to destroy the family. We want to, you know, all these things that the patriarchy and all this stuff, and what's sad is so many people, conservatives and Christians, you know, because you do business, uh, you're helping fund it, you know. So one of the things that um, Patriot Mobile wants everyone to know in our audience is that they share our values. They're not going to send money to Planned Parenthood, you know, like some of these other groups do. So if you want to check these guys out, uh, they offer an easy way to switch to them. You can keep your phone number, bring your own phone, you can get a new one. And they have the best offer. So they, what they say is to get a free month of service or a free phone plus free activation with the offer code Phil, you go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil. That's patriotmobile.com slash Phil. Um, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. So if you want to switch out to somebody that's not going to give your money away to the lefties, check these guys out. They sound like my kind of man. 
So, yeah, so when I married him in, in the living room, and it was really interesting because, you know, my grandkids are running around and playing in the background, and, you know, it's just Phyllis and Tony were there, and so Phyllis was talking to her, and it was really it was really touching, and you're right, it was it was first century ass, and so they had gotten a Louisiana license, so they're actually Louisiana married, you know, they're, yeah. even though they're going back. But what I told them was really interesting because I said, you did it right. You, you committed first to Christ, and obviously – it's been a while because it changed their lifestyle even when she first was convicted. Now, all you people out there in computer land, <laughs> in other words, I'm not so fired up about this whole thing that I'm going to go buy me a cell phone. I'm not that fired up about it. However, for all of you in computer land that are shacked up, you just say, we can fix this. Right. We can make it right. We put our faith in God. He'll forgive us of our sins, sexual or otherwise, and We'll be, be under the grace of God, and right. that we can be the kind of family unit that the United States desperately needs. Right. Cause we need to have a father and a mother, and what those two did, they made it right before God. They did. They said, we're going to do this right this time. That's right. I and, think it's a wonderful thing. And time you don't now. have to come here, obviously, to do that. No. You can do it wherever you are, but it's, it's, you got to get things right. you got to make sure your commitment is to Christ, and you're going to follow him, which they did. And then I told them, I said, you know, it's interesting because baptism, what they were doing with their baptism, in my mind, the way I explain it a lot of times to people, is almost like a wedding. Because, you know, people have made a commitment to one another, but then you go and you stand before that justice of the priest or that printer, uh, that preacher, and whenever you say that, you're saying, this is my I do. We're the <laughs> bride of Christ. Exactly, and that's what I shared with them yesterday. And I told them, I said, you know, the Bible, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, sexual immorality, and then they try to come up with all these now weird ways that people have found to violate you know, God's Word. But I said, all you got to do is read Genesis 2, you know, 24, and, when, and Jesus quoted it, and that covers everything. Because, you know, so, well, the Bible doesn't talk about homosexuality, or Jesus doesn't talk about homosexuality. I was like, oh, he, he, he covered it in Genesis 2 when he quoted that. One man, one woman. This thing about we got all these different genders and all these different ways of people, I, I can't even, it makes my head hurt to try to figure out who's a woman, who's a man. And it's just real simple. He made us male and female, simple gender, and he made us to have sex with your wife or your husband. I mean, that's that's the that's yeah. the plan. So anything else outside of that is off script. And you by know? the way, Al, it's not burdensome. No. It's not burdensome. It's fantastic. It's great. I mean, the intimacy that you draw, you know, from this person as you grow through the seasons of your life is amazing. I mean, you've talked about it before you and How I, you come out of a relationship just like theirs. That's right. Me, myself and your mama shacked up. Yep. Right? And we went through the same thing that that group, that, that couple did yesterday. That's right. We, we made it right. Made it right. You know? Yeah. I hate that we did that to you, Al. But hey, what hey, can I say, I'm, man? I, I'm the bastard. You know, that's that's just that's that was that's. Hey, but you know what? You guys got it right, and I was never offended by that when when you finally told me, or whenever you know we talked about it at yeah. some point. But I was grown. But I was like, hey, I, I I grew up. I had a good childhood. I mean, you, when your life changed, it changed everything for us. Yep. Oh, Jay's, you know, he ain't here. Of course, I remember him saying, well. Please tell me you got married before I, you know, before I came along. <laughs> he was kind of he didn't want to be a, he didn't want to be a bee. <laughs> that's when mom speaks. That's I'm glad said. now, Al, that we can look back at our sinful past and basically smile. That's right, because God smiled on us. Well, like, we smile back and say, "Hey, 
We had it wrong. Through your help and our faith in your son, God, we, we made it right. Well, and I think it's never too late to make it right. That's right. And I think the reason I was never judgmental about y'all is because for four years I checked out, you know, and I talked about it yesterday in my sermon. I was 14. We all had our time in the wilderness. I was 14 years old and checked out. I became a double secret agent at church because I was there and looked good. I was talking about that how a, a good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. So what I was saying was, so I was telling the the church in the live stream I was yesterday, I was like, look. That's a good lesson, by the way, for these young bucks like Zach and Jace. That's exactly right. So so you internally, if the Spirit of God is not bearing that fruit in your life, then you're not plugged into Him. Because remember he said, you have to remain in me and me in you, is what he said in John 15. And so when I checked out, I looked like I had it going on, like it was all good, but it wasn't. Living the lie. Living the lie. And Zach, Zach did it for a period, too. How, how old were you, Zach? You were like college age? And you yeah, kind of went off the reservation? So we were about 19 or 20. Yeah. Until, uh, but it wasn't too long for y'all, right? Just a year or two, maybe? Yeah, we, yeah it wasn't. We, we were off for a little while. But, you know, I think one of the things that, uh, that I think for young people that, that I wish I'd have listened to, our preacher who said that there's no advantage to sin. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I heard about a lot of great testimonies and I, I wanted to go out there and work on my testimony. What I didn't know was <laughs> that, um, you know, by doing that, there's a lot of baggage and scars that come with that that will last a while, but the spirit, the Holy spirit is continuing to heal me. But yeah, me and Jeff were out there for a few years until you, until you guys got involved. And y'all you know, remember that when you shut it down, can you hear me, Phil? <clears throat> All right, say again. You dra- you dragged out there for a second. Bad internet. Yeah, I said. So we were out there for a few few years until uh, Dad and Phil shut it down. Do you guys remember when you did that? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I remember it well. The uh, intervention. <laughs> it started with the started with Jeff, but then of course we were talking to Gordon and Jan, and uh, so at the same time because they were cutting up together, you know, and Zach was here. I guess you were going to college here. And so they had them a little, yeah. they had them a little pot party, you know, college pot parties going on up there in town. They were living in an apartment, and so Willie was actually working with the the college age at that time, and so he he got wind of it first, and then so Jeff had left his truck somewhere for like a couple of days, and so he was probably on a bender, and so Willie left a note on Jeff's truck, and he said, uh, "I know what you've been up to. You need to report out to dads today." Yeah. And so Jeff pulls up, we're all there, and he walks in. Of course, he had that just, you know, rabbit. He looked like he was a, coming into the, you know, to the lair. It was, a, it was a Robertson family intervention. And the first thing Dad said was, of course, Jeff's got earrings in. And so Jeff, Dad says, first thing I want you to do is get the keys out of my truck and put them right here in my hand. That was the first thing he said. So Jeff pulled his keys out, put it in his head. He said, and then you get that crap out of your ears, too. And so he took his earrings out. I mean, It was that- a three-month, <laughs> three-month, uh, uh, what do you call it, house arrest. Yep. And Jeff was confi- confined to the immediate uh, living quarters yep. for about three months. And we started telling him, pointing him to Jesus and... Well, what was interesting was we What's all, amazing is his final statement after yeah, the entire powerful. ordeal was, 
What took y'all so what long? What took y'all so long? That's what he said. Yeah, well, it was. I know that that, that coincided with duck season too. So it was basically in the woods for uh, for <laughs> yeah. sixty days. That's, That's right. Myth. Nothing but. And it, he, wasn't, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a horrible deal. No, he and he was glad. I mean, like he knew he had to have that, just like you did, just like I did. You had we had to step away from the influencers. And of course, Zach, he came along with the same. He was basically had whatever, however your intervention went with your folks. And so they came out together, which is powerful. Yeah, by the way, Al, what that is is a little microcosm of America and the importance of the family structure. That's right. It goes all the way to grandpa, great-grandpa, down to father, down to children. It's from top to bottom. They got these words for a nuclear family is in decline, but there's nothing nuclear about it, but it is... A lot about spiritual. Well, the spiritual road. It's also being attacked by groups now. I mean, so so, uh, was it? Is it BLM? And I think they've taken it down off their website now. But for a while, you could go read it. But they've moved it now because they're getting blowback. But they said we want to take, we want to destroy any patriarchy, any any one of these families where you know everything that we're fighting for. Yeah, they call it the Western prescribed family, which basically means mom, dad, kids in a home protecting you, you know, unit. So, so one of the things I was talking about uh, yesterday in my sermon, to, you know, to Zach's point is that I, I made the point that the testimony, because you remember he, he told the disciples, he said, you will, you'll testify about being with me because I've been with you from the beginning here. So that's how we were going to get the story is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But the, the, the problem people say is they'll say my testimony, but it's really Jesus's testimony because the, the disciples testified about their time with him. See what I'm saying? I mean, it was that, that was the point. Cause then he says, after that, he says the spirit when it comes into you, he's talking to the eleven first, but then to us. Mm-hmm. He said the Spirit will testify what the, the gardener, the, the Father, and what I tell the Spirit to tell you. So, you know, I made the point that you got the gardener in this John fifteen and sixteen. You've got the true vine. You've got the branches, which are us, and then in the first the eleven, and then you've got the Holy Spirit, which is the fruit bearer. He's the helper. You know, in the NIV, in our version, Dad, it says counselor is what they call him. And in the newer NIV, it says advocate, which I don't really like that because really Jesus is, is the advocate, but they're all the same, parson. But the word actually means in Greek is a helper, and which I really like. Paraclete is a Greek word. It means helper. So the Holy Spirit is in us to help us know what God needs to tell us to do because he's, he's testifying to us. So to, to Zach's point, I think that's the, the idea of testimony is it's not our story because everybody's got a story, you know, everybody's messing up. Even if you didn't go off the reservation, you're still a sinner. Yep. You know, most of the people that, that haven't had that as experiences become very judgmental for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but everybody's a sinner. So you got to have the Holy spirit to be able to help you bear the fruit. And so all those are linked together so powerfully. So when I look at my story, it's only a story because I left. You know, he told the disciples, he said, he said, I'm telling you this so you won't fall away. 
You need to tell him that? Yeah. He was worried. You know, he knew what they were going to have to go through. In fact, he said, when someone is, says they're going to kill you, they'll say they're doing it on God's behalf. So he didn't even mince words. He just told them all they were going to get killed yep. because of faith. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's scary when you think about it. We, talk, we look at what we're facing today, and it is increasingly dangerous for yep. believers. But they were going to get killed, and Jesus knew it, and he told them, which I thought was powerful. That's why that resurrection looms big. That's exactly right. In the human race, yeah, it, it looms big. So, so Zach, does that make sense to you about the that it's really Jesus's testimony? It's just being lived out through you. And when you connect into His story, and for me, it was you know somebody took a crowbar to me, and you know th- this was where I was at. I was I was going to die in that lifestyle, and pretty quickly. And so I came to my senses, just like the Luke 15, you know, the, the kid in the story. You know, he went off, he squandered, he lived the life, and then he came back because he came to his senses and said, you know, this this really is not a good lifestyle situation <laughs> that's going on. So that's kind of where I was. But it's really Jesus's story more than my story because that when I came back to him, man, I got lined out and I'm still here. I think for me, um, it was a realization twofold. One, of what was living was not fulfilling and then the second part of that was to, was that the, there was something else being offered to me that was much more fulfilling. I was being offered, uh, uh, as Phil says, peace of mind, the rarest of commodities. <laughs> that's right. Well, and I think that's the greatest blessing, and that's why that you know you could say he he says peace in this text, but he also says love because he tells me he said you got to love each other. So you think about all the different fruits of the spirit. I mean, they all carry with them a different perspective of what's good, you know? And and Paul lays it out so plainly in Galatians 5. I mean, there's just there's two lists there. One's the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. And then you look right above there, and you see that lifestyle, which is bad fruit, you know, that comes out, sexual immorality, drunkenness, you know, and all the things that go with it. I don't know. It just seems like too good of a deal for everybody not to want to get in on it. To me. You know, you'd think if uh, the goal of all of our lives on planet Earth is to get in a position, in our case, in Jesus, and you're there so that people will know that you love God and that you love each other, how hard could it be, Al, when you get right down to it? Right. Just think about how monumental that mountain is to climb to get people to say, you mean you're trying to tell me that the whole gist of all of this is for us to be a group of human beings who love their God and they love their neighbor. There's just not a downside to that. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you to go and bear fruit. And that little caveat at the end fruit that will last. Mm-hmm. So eternity, immortality is tied to that. Loving God and loving your neighbor, I'm like, I'll give her a whirl. I'll give that a try. We'll see how that works out. Way better than than, than a sinful life. Way, way. Peace of mind does not come without God, That's right. without his spirit. It just does not happen. Yeah. And I think we have to, 
as we're telling the stories, because there is power in, in the testimony of Jesus in people's lives. And, man, we've seen a lot of major life changes. But to Zach's point, which Mike Kellett is, is the one that always said it to us, is that sinful behavior is never to your advantage. No. It's not. I mean, it's even as a Christian, like like we've been saved, our sins have been nailed to the cross, but sinful life leads to problems. And I made the point yesterday, it's sin is it's both pervasive and progressive. You yeah, know, the, it, the irony of evil is that when Jesus said, if the world hates you, and look, you're going around doing good, mm-hmm. he never made a mistake. And he said, keep, keep in mind that it hated me first. Right. You say, so the provider of immortality was saying, uh, just remember, when they hate you for doing good like me, he said, just remember, they hated me first. It makes me feel better. In fact, I kind of wear that as a badge of honor. I'm like, right. well, if I'm following Jesus, I, I, I expect to be hated. And guess what? Some of them do hate me. They do. And it's, you're right. You're not surprised by that. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. All you have to do is 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 live your life, Al, with the current narrative that they have. There is no God, and with violence, looting, robbing, shooting, broken families, drugs, uh, you, you just go on. As, as it is, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you, no servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you also. If they observe my teaching, they will obey yours also. So there's a percentage of people, the couple that showed up yesterday, mm-hmm. the ones that where I was across the river over there. You said they came for the same reason that that couple came to you, that you married them and you baptized them. You say the kingdom marches forward, and no matter who's in control of it, these uh, governmental uh, systems, no matter who's in control, it's a pretty well a scrap from start to finish if you follow Jesus faithfully. Right. You'll stand out among men, that's for sure. So, uh, so Dad, I, I finally got you a set of bowl and branch sheets. Um, thumbs up. All right. He's giving the thumbs up for those of you that are listening in. Uh, so he loves them. I love them. They're fantastic sheets. They're very soft. They're very comfortable, pure organic cotton sheets. So that's what you get with bowl and branch. Um, highly recommend it. So here's what you do if you want to check some of their sheets out. Uh, Bowl and Branch starts at $160, uh, but it's a $1,000 quality uh, for a fraction of the price, and they are worth it. They're very good. Uh, you can try them for a month risk-free, and if you don't like them, you can send them back, but I can guarantee you that you will. Right now, you get $50 off any sheet set at bowlandbranch.com if you use the promo code ROBERTSON. So it's $50 off your first set, so you get it even cheaper. Promo code Robertson. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code Robertson. Check these guys out. Restrictions may apply. See BowlandBranch.com for details. Well, and, and it's just like we talked about you earlier. You become a target. If you don't have someone there to, to help you back for when you go off the reservation, which we described earlier, you described it. I mean, think about it. If Zach and Jeff had been fast forward to now, they were the age they were then, 
and people seem to have less conviction, even even on the quote-unquote Christian side. Because this whole text in John 15 and 16 is written to believers. I mean, like you said, there's a clear choice about who the world is. These are people that are they're not remaining in him. So they know at one time they said they did. So if you don't have people to pull people back, and, and people are just living like they want to. I mean, th- these kids that are running around the street, you're right. Well, I mean, they have gotta, no structure, no guy. got to remember, uh, we're discussing what happened, t- what, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, right. with Jeff and Zach. Right. You say, well, guess, guess what? Guess who has a house full of kids now? Jeff and Zach. Oh, yeah. Well, now they're looking at their children <laughs> and saying, whoa. <laughs> Here we go. So now they've understood that the role they play into getting their children on the right path because you love them, and it's all out of love. So you say the power of the Spirit and the producing the fruit. Trust me when I tell you, the children, oh, they are watching carefully. Well, it's really interesting because Zach's kids and Jeff's are really great kids, too. They really are. I mean, they're a reflection of their parents' Christian walk, which is amazing, and they're so gifted and talented. Y'all have done well, Zach. You and you and Jeff with your children. Uh, yeah, we're not done yet, but I appreciate that. But you know, when you said the when you we use phrases like the power of the of the spirit, and and the kind of referencing even our discussion we had uh, last uh, last time we were together with Jace, um, the power of the spirit. If you read this this whole uh, three or four chapters here in John. The, the major power that we're talking about is the power that comes from truth and the spirit of truth. Yep. Um, it, 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 and, that, and that's why we're also enemies. That's why there's a target on our back because, I mean, really, whoever determines the truth, that's who's got the ultimate authority and the ultimate power. And uh, in, in reality, that truth is God's. It's not even ours to determine. But that's why I think that's where, where the threat that the believer while, while we're so threatening, even though we just want to live a, a, a peace-filled life, it's because what we're claiming is is that we don't get to determine truth for ourselves. Yep. We can only receive that from the Spirit, from Him revealing it to us. I received it um, through reading the Word of God. I received it for uh, when I got home from from uh, Tech that day at Louisiana Tech, and, and you guys had already moved Jeff out, and there was a, a note on my door, and it said, Zach, moved out change my life tell you more later and i opened that door and all his furniture's gone like man that was like a reality check for me there was a truth there that i was about to find out about and um and i needed to hear that i need and i, and I continue to need, to need to hear it i think that's what this whole uh, text is about the yeah. spirit <laughs> good point. that's a good point and i never knew that that's the first time i've ever heard that story of how you how you found out that he because you're right we just sometimes little up. notes will go a long way that's exactly right that's powerful well for me I, I talked about yesterday so dad you also did the same to me but I didn't respond well I was 17 I just graduated I you know I just thought I knew how to run my own life and so but you put it to me like well look if you're gonna live the way you're living because because you know what I, what I said yesterday was. Some people try to be both, and I think that's what this text is talking about. They try to claim to be in the vine, but the fruit of their lives is not good. And I always said, you get to a point, when you're working double side, you get to a point where you're forced to make a choice. You, you either got to go with it or not go with it, because like Zach said, you, people are living a lie, and I was living a lie. 
And so once you guys found out about it, and you thought I was always good because I had been good until I wasn't, because he won and moved in. So it, y'all are kind of shocked by it, I think, more than anything else. Yeah. And so, but you told me, I mean, you, we sat in that old blue Chevrolet pickup, and you said, Al, here's the deal. You, if you're going to live the way you're going to live, you, you cannot do it here. So we want you to be here. We want you to do what's right. But you gave me the clear choice. And so I left. I was like, well, I'm, I'm a man now. I'm out of high school. You know, I was only 17. So I took off to New Orleans and then just did a deep dive into sinful behavior and debauchery and until I almost got killed. But looking back, and I said this yesterday about you, Dad, I said I, I was so glad and proud I had a father who gave me the choice. Now, I made the wrong choice. But I knew when I came back what to expect. And so I did it just like Luke 15. I mean, I literally had a speech in mind. I was in the pig pen. I was heading home. And you guys met me and just welcomed me in, just like the Father did in Luke 15. Yeah, I with, mean, the, it, with the fattened catfish. The fattened catfish. And we had a celebration. That's exactly right. Let's take another break. So to your point a minute ago, Dad, you were talking about persecution that comes from that, and Zach is so spot on because what people really hate is the truth. It's it's what it reflects in them. And, you know, there's a, a verse where here's what it says. It says, when the counselor comes, John 16, he says, when the counselor comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. And I made the point yesterday that how does that happen? When what does what does that mean? But what it means is what we just have been talking about. When people live by truth, it convicts everybody else of the way they're living. Well, they don't like that. They don't want to be told what to do. And now, in in today's society, they they, they take up sides. That's right. It's two distinct sides. That's exactly right. Always. That's what we've got going now well, in America. Yeah, I think uh, I love this text. I I, I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but uh, but I don't know if I finished my thought on it. That that he says the Spirit's going to do three things. He's going to convict the world um, about sin, and then also righteousness and judgment. Correct. And then he he further explains what that is. He says, um, sin because they don't believe in me. I think that's that original conviction that the holy spirit says you're guilty and you need to repent that's right. it's the it's the it's the it's the justification which is being freed from the penalty of sin and then the next part he says concerning righteousness because i go to the father and you you can no longer see me it's easy not to sin and to be righteous when you're standing there with the son of god right next to you but that's he's right. like i'm leaving that's right so i think that's the sanctification that, that that we all are living under being free from the power of sin and then yeah, the, and and then, and then uh, lastly, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged, talk about Satan, and that's being our glorification, being free from the presence of sin. One day, when we see God's glorious revelation of Himself, like it, it talks about Philippians two, it will be impossible to sin because you will not be able to believe in a lie anymore because you'll be looking at the just the glory of God at this risen King, and so I, I think we see in. The text here that through the Holy Spirit, God is applying salvation to us. I mean, in, in, all, in all three ways, our justification, our sanctification, and our glorification. Mm-hmm. Uh, another way to say that is the three Ps. We're freed from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and, and one day the presence of sin. We'll be saved from all that. Does that make sense? Yep. What's that guy's little alliteration yeah. going? He's, yeah. he's, he's preaching it. I love it. Yeah, and to your point— 
it that as he says he testifies of what God is going to you know wants him to say in us and to us. Uh, I read this one yesterday. Romans eight fifteen says because you know you think about Romans seven and eight. Paul describes what we're talking about here. Romans seven. He describes what it's like when you try to take care of your own righteousness and your own sinfulness. And he says it's like a man beating the air because he just, I do what I want, don't want to do. He's describing this picture of people trying to do it without God and without uh, the Holy Spirit specifically. Because then he gets to Romans 8, and he says, but here's the life for you. Here's what the Spirit's going to do for you. And he says this in verse 15 in Romans 8, you did not receive a spirit of slavery, to fall back into fear. And that's to the point, Zach, about Satan being defeated. Because all he really has over us is the fear of death, right? But once you know that Jesus not only died for your sin, but was resurrected, and you're going to be resurrected as well, what else does he have? I mean, he's been defeated. That's, 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 that's the defeat. It said, but you have received the spirit of sonship, adoption, and by him we cry, Abba, Father, that intimate relationship with the gardener from John 15. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So it, we have that security and that salvation. I mean, I, I, again, it's just I find it baffling that anybody that would hear that would not want to get in on that. Yeah, because, Jesus told them, I have much more to say to you more than you can now bear. <laughs> he said, I don't want yeah. your head to explode here. <laughs> That's right. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me, the spirit, by taking from what is mine, and here's the key point in what Zach was said, and making it known to you. Right. You have to have him. He's riding alongside your conscience. Yeah. He's going riding along in your head, right next to your conscience. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while, you will see me no more. So you, he's telling them, preparing them how yep. they're going to have to do that between themselves and the Spirit he's going to give them. Right. They're going to need that desperately. Right. In fact, they're not going to be able to function without it. So while you see me no more, then after a little while, you'll see me. I'll be back. Right. So rock on. That's right. And, and, and he leaves. He dies. He's buried. He's raised. Stays 40 days, and he's gone. Right. Back to heaven, but he lives in his people worldwide through the Spirit. So yeah. you say, man, thank God for the counselor, the helper. And, you know, from their perspective, I can understand it would be so frightening because he tells them in this text, he says, you're going to be scattered. You know, I mean, like, you're fixing to be more frightened than you've ever been in your life because when Jesus died, I mean, even though he told them he was coming back at the same time, it's like the reality was they thought it, this didn't work out. At one time, we had a government unlike the Roman Empire, government emperors, kings, I mean, they basically I could do anything they wanted to. Right. They weren't worried about, you know, there were certain rights the Romans put into place, but it was a pretty brutal way to operate. Well, here we come along, you know, almost uh, 1,800 years later, and they formed these United States of America, a constitutional republic, God at the center of it, 
And we were rocking along there. We rose to the greatest nation on earth because of it. But now that is being chipped away, and we're losing that. And you're saying people are running in every direction. And all of a sudden, the awareness of God in the mind is not there like it was 200 years ago, 250. So now we're sort of found ourselves at a tipping point. That's right. Are we going forward with God or without him? Well, and we hear so many people that listen to the podcast that tell us that they were like, man, I mean, I just over and over, Zach, you see it too. Email after email after email is like, this, this is, I, I finally got it. I, I'm, I understand now I'm, I'm, my life needs to change. And that's the only way we're really going to fix our culture. It is, is by heart change. I that's mean, right. a civil war won't work. We already know that we had one, yep. you know, lining up across from each other with guns and shooting each other. That's not going to fix no. the problem. It's it's the heart. It's the idea of it. We're going to have to get back to God. That's exactly right. To me, He'll empower us with His Spirit to help us. So you're like, but you have to humble yourself to do that. That's right. But it is the best way to go. Yeah, and the best way to live. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And we we've all experienced that. All three of us have, even to even to just step away you know, from what's so good. And when you do, you just see how bad it is. And it's like, I I don't want to do that. You know, I want to live it out for him. Zach, any final thoughts before we wrap up? He's out. His mouth is moving, but there's nothing there. Yeah. Zach, it's good to have you. I wish I could do that to Jay sometimes. The evil one (laughs) is working through the, the, the uh, computer wires. I wish I had a button I could press. And then all of a sudden Jace is, thing would just go off, you know, because the biggest complaint we get is from our audience is Jace talks over you or whatever. And so you got the Jace haters out I'm there. I'm glad God told us on how to behave and the way we should live via a book. Yeah. Because uh, they say what they want to about the internet, the great advantages of the internet, but there's so much I mean, it's toning you in, toning you out, bringing you down, bringing you up. Good night, it's working. Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't want to trust in man-made gadgetry. That's what I call it. We're sticking to the book. We love it. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.